dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning rise from your grave and do do, do a podcast no pass hard pass <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> zeus i was happier being dead yeah no I'm, I'm i'm good man i'll take oblivion any day any day every day oh my god this just occurred to me so mm. Altered Beast, the game we played, obviously takes place in like the the Greek, like if Greek mythology was true. Right. So, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that everyone in Greek mythology goes to the underworld. Yes. Which means like that soul was like doing something right. Because if, you know, Hercules and the game Hades taught me anything, it's like you're aware that you're in the afterlife. So it's not like, oh, my God, I'm alive again. It's like, ah, I was doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was cooking dinner. You know, you didn't even even bother for like a hello or yeah. anything like that. Jesus, knock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, 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 like I'm in the afterlife here. I'm in the room. Like, I got a laptop. OK, I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, Zeus, you know, you're you're, you're playing with fire, man. I mean, like one day you're going to come in and, and you're not going to like what you see. <laughs> Gross. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. We played Altered Beast mm-hmm. for the Genesis, uh, mm-hmm. August 1988, which is uh, one of those ported? games. What's up? Was that when it was ported? Uh, yes. That that's the the Genesis. At least I'm pretty sure it is. Some of those early games, the Wikipedia page is like a little kludgy on wh- what are you looking at? Um, but right. you you make the all important point of that. This is an arcade port. Yeah, it is. That means it was smeared all over wherever they could port it to. The Genesis is one of its iterations, but I honestly think not counting the arcade original. I I think when most people think of this game, they think of the Genesis one. Yeah. One one supposes. Um, I'm doing a real bad job, like hiding the the, the vitriol, like spewing forth from my mouth. It's like, I guess, man. And it's like, so what do you think of it? It's like, oh, I mean, like, who knows? Oh, um, you'll you'll have your time. No, I know, I know. I just I feel bad because I'm doing just a particularly bad job this time of like trying to stay even keeled in the tone of my voice. Well, what um, I, I think truly, and I do mean this literally. I think what truly matters is not. Uh, whether or not we keep folks on pins and needles. Cause I'm pretty sure there's a couple episodes that basically just start with fart noises. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, there are a few to end with fart noises. That's true. Um, I think the point is, uh, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. Do we make the case for that opinion? Yes. Right. And, and that's, yeah. that's the meat of it. Right. When you look at the outside of a sandwich, you can see the bread. What matters is, is what's in between the bread. And with all sandwiches, we will just simply have to see how this one tastes as we bite into it. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, nostalgia experience, man. What you got for me? Uh, so I know I had several friends who had this game, but this game is linked exclusively in my mind to one of my cousins. Uh, I think I've mentioned before, um, I, I have like an older family where most of my 
what I call cousins are really like second cousins. They're much older than me. Right. So I didn't have like a brood of kids my age to, to play with growing up um, that were family. And when we would go to family gatherings uh, that my, my older cousins were at, I had this one cousin who just understood that I did not want to be there and that I had nothing to do and that I had no one to play with and that I was lonely. And so, but I mean, I'm like six at this point. So it's not like you can just say, you know, go sit in the corner and read a book until we go home. So like (laughs) she would, you know, step away from the adults to play video games with me. And this is one of the games she had that I didn't have. So I always went out of my way to play it whenever I was with her. So I, in my mind, like, a hundred percent of my experiences, even though I know that's not true, a hundred percent of my experiences are playing this with my cousin. And so, um, I try to remember stuff like that as like, well, I, I like her, like she was very, <laughs> she was very sweet to me. So I need to, you know, surgically separate these things in my mind. So I liked the person I was playing, playing it with. I think it's the video game equivalent of has a great personality. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, where it's, it's, it's just kind of like, oh, did you like this game? I really like the people that I played it with. It's like, oh, no, you didn't like the game. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. So I'm the whole time I was playing it. I had to not picture myself in my cousin's room sitting cross legged on the floor, being glad that she was nice and giving me attention. It's almost like you had to stop viewing it through nostalgia goggles. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm just not on my game today. I don't know what it is. It's okay. uh, my nostalgia <laughs> experience <laughs> is, uh, and and okay, this is definitely one of those uh, Roger Rabbit in Disney World situations where I can't, I'm not 100% sure. I, I have this memory, but I don't know if my brain's just making stuff up and throwing it at me, which is, I remember playing this actually as an arcade cabinet. Like I would play this when I would go to go to the arcade, you know, but the main game I played when I went to the arcade, the one that sucked down all of my quarters was the Simpsons arcade game. The one where Maggie has the diamond mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and you have to go save her. Right. Um, and, and that, I mean, I, at some point we got to play that game because <laughs> I, I remember that. I'm sure it's, that feels like one that just, for our sake, not for the sake of the review, for our sake, we need to go play that on an arcade cabinet. Agreed. No, yeah. we need to go find an arcade bar, you know, back when arcade bars open at some point, <laughs> right? And just spend an afternoon and just play play that game top to bottom. Uh, so that was the game that played, uh, by far, sucked down the most of my quarters. But this was one where I would walk by it and be like, this seems pretty cool. And then throw a few quarters at it and be like, all right. So like, what else is there? You know? (laughs) So because that actually, I've seen it. (laughs) All right. And actually I want to like put a a little, a little blue portal here for the orange portal later when we talk about visuals, Um, because the game, when it opens, does something with the visuals that is specifically, in my opinion, made for an arcade cabinet, but I'll just put a little pigeonhole in that for that. Um, Chill. I will show. Um, we got some new uh, patrons. So thank you, new patrons. Uh, we got some uh, nice people shouting nice words at us on the internet. Um, and I assume outside of their houses, but it's the holidays. Police scanner has been turned off, you know, trying to spend time with the family. Um, we got a, uh, a review just recently um, where a particular game was requested uh, pretty, pretty fervently. Um, 
I can't remember what it is. I'm, it's a small title that I, I think you had not heard of. Uh, uh, Link something. Um, but anyway, we'll probably play that eventually. But uh, what I wanted to power off is <laughs> Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, that that was it. That was it. I just I, that that's one of the the least beloved in that illustrious franchise, which is why it always slips my mind. Um. <laughs> I, I I don't know who you are. I don't know where you live. <laughs> but, uh, but the reason I wanted to shout out that review specifically is not just because we love uh, when people, you know, leave us reviews and stuff on Apple podcasts, which you should go do. Um, but I really like when people are like, Oh, this is a game I remember super fondly. So uh, we always try to call out when a game has been a listener request. Uh, when we eventually get around to Ocarina of time, a lot of people have requested that game. We want to play that game, but it will also be a listener request. Um, but like, keep that stuff coming. Like if there's a, yeah. a crazy game that you're like, Oh man, I played this for a billion hours when I was a kid. Like, let it, let us know, go on, the Twitters go out in front of your house. There's a contact form on the website, uh, nostalgicoggles.audio. Like that's that stuff helps jog our memories because mm-hmm. it's like thousands and thousands of games from this era. So it's it's nice to hear what other people are like. Oh, dude, this, this is the one that that almost drowned me and ruined my life. We want to play that. We want our lives ruined. Well, and also too, I I think that it 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 helps me to like really get into it because it is more of a labor of love instead of like, this is a thing we did to ourselves. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times like we've been off the air and I've said, Hey, we should play this game. And then while, while, while we're playing it, I'm like, why did, why did I do this to us? Why, why, you know, why, why does anybody, anything human beings are just a momentary drop in entropy. Why even go on? You know, like yeah, our, our back just, channel chat is filled with a lot of apologizing regret. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm so sorry. But, uh, but you know, if it's a listener request, then we get to be mad at the list. I mean, be thankful for the listener. You know, but no, I mean, like literally, if I was playing a, a terrible game and I did this to us, I'm like, then I'm an idiot. If I playing a terrible game that a listener requested, I'm doing this labor of love for the listener, and and I'm, I'm that's makes it easier to play a, a, a game. So, um, and then also too, I think makes for me personally, uh, really focus and review it better because like if i if, if i pick out a game where i'm like i remember liking this game i'm like i don't like it anymore you know i'm fine like just but if i if i if i'm like no a, a loyal listener requested this might if i'm going to say it is bad i have to have a very well crafted well honed argument because otherwise it's not fair to the listener so uh yeah absolutely keep that coming um all of our patrons are beautiful Every, everybody everybody within the sound of my voice is a beautiful person and i love you oh but specific, well, not you, but specifically, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I wanted to make sure we shout out uh, our 16-bit hero patron, uh, Jacob. Uh, anybody who wants to become a patron should do that because it helps us uh, keep the lights on, as it were. Yay. Um, audio? Sorry, visuals? No, I think we should just go straight into audio because you specifically said you had a visual thing and this is the only way I can never let you get there. (laughs) You you were trying to to orange portal onto the visuals wall and you accidentally portaled like over the audio pit. (laughs) Yeah, and then just exploded. Uh, No, visual. I can't believe I did that to myself. Visuals. (laughs) Okay, so one of the things that this game does is uh, if you... (laughs) <laughs> when it, it opens up the initial screen and says, you know, altered beast or whatever in, 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 in Japanese, you know, um, it, uh, it, it, it then, if you don't press anything for a very, very small length of time, it will then go into video game preview. 
right? Uh, which is, is again, the, the reason why I call it out is because it is very indicative of it being an arcade port. And the fact that this game is an arcade port is going to be the kind of the underlying thesis of my entire experience with it, which is that uh, it's, it frames everything in the game. So, so literally, and watching that portion of the game, so now if we juxtapose that visual to, let's say, Mario, right? When, when you don't press anything on Super Mario Brothers and Mario starts playing the game, it helps inform you on how to play the game. It is some of the gameplay, but it's the gameplay from World 1-1. You know, it's nothing, nothing too wild, too stellar. Mario's not jamming all over the place. He's not shooting fireballs or anything like that, right? Um, for Altered Beast, on the other hand, is it's exclusively you in your beast form flying around, nailing bad guys left and right, just being the biggest like baddie in all of the land like literally this is almost a visual abilities where it, it's saying you know it totally is it a hundred percent is yeah where it's just saying like look at all of this amazing stuff you can do give me money and so it, it's it's then you know like you, you immediately all of those abilities are ripped away and you start the actual game but uh i i'd say that to portal back to the original thing which is uh that absolutely draws you in to play it because if you're walking by the arcade cabinet and you see a humanoid dragon flying around a level firing lightning breath at his opponents and felling them left and right you're like oh yes i want all of that and then it's rise from your grave scrawny human and you know and then you're like walking around like slapping people yeah it's um <laughs> i i didn't think of it as in abilities until you started to describe it, but you are 100% correct. Uh, because a lot of games, not every game, but most games from this era, even if they're not arcade ports have what I think is referred to as like the demo, right? It's Mm -hmm. it, you sit on the title screen and it, it dumps into the demo and I never really thought about it before now, but that is probably a holdover from arcades, right? Like Super Mario Brothers demo is notable because it teaches you how to play the game in a way you would probably not bother to do in an arcade. You want people to be spending money trying to figure it out, right? So the the right. opening to Super Mario Brothers is so visually stunning because it was deviating from the norm of arcades in a way that was not just significant, but incredibly well executed, right? And then you think about like you're walking, you know, toward the 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 Simpsons arcade machine, and you know, you go past Pac-Man and Galaga, and it's just playing the game, not necessarily yeah. showing you what to do or what to avoid, probably a little bit, but not as like well polished as Mario did it. And then you walk past a game like Altered Beast, and it's like, no, no, this is essentially an advertisement. Right? right? Like for just a few quarters, this could be you. You could be this magical dragon wolf bear thing, right? Like that's, that's, if you're, you know, 12, you're like, oh, I, I have a few quarters right here. I would love to be a magical dragon bear tiger thing. Like that, please take my quarters, right? That's a totally different kind of demo. And on the Genesis, it really does call out the fact that it's like, you don't, you don't have to advertise it to me. I bought it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in, man. You, 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 you made the sale. Stop selling. Yeah, and 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 again, it, like I said, it's from my experience because the because of the way the gameplay works out and exactly how 
you get to that point and the amount of time you get to be in that state, uh, I felt that it was um, uh, a, a, a little bit of like a, a little bit of like a snake oil salesman, you know, like where it's like, hey, man, come on, you know, you don't you want to be this like all awesome beast? It's like, I do want to be that's like, cool, man, that's cool. Uh, I mean, you get to you get to do that, but you know, it's going to cost you more quarters than you anticipated, and uh, it's not going to be for a little bit. And and this is actually this this dovetails surprisingly well with one of my uh, big through lines with the visuals, which is uh, there. There's not enough, <laughs> there's not enough, <laughs> not enough visuals. And and here's what I mean by that. And I I did uh, actually really hammer this like the pause button to make sure that I wasn't crazy there is i think three frames tops for almost every player animation in the game i didn't check every single baddie and all the bosses and stuff but like the the punch is like one wind up one you know punching animation the kick is you know the leg up and then it's fully extended and there's no uh like looney tunes or walt disney style smear on the animation it's just like static picture static picture static picture and it's not enough static pictures that it creates the a smooth where your brain is like yeah i could fill in those gaps your brain fills in the gaps because it has to but it makes everything feel blocky and chunky in a way that is not great like doesn't it doesn't feel very good right and when you're watching the demo or if you're, you know, walking through the arcade and you see someone else playing and they're zipping around as the dragon and there's like all these, you know, lightning effects. And like when you're the the, the werewolf, um, you have like the little uh, dash thing that's like all flashy and glowy. Like those look pretty visually spectacular. But then when you start playing the game and you're <laughs> the, the just risen zombie and you're like, eh, eh, punch, eh, kick. And it's this like really choppy animation it just you're like which i guess is supposed to spur you on to be like who do i have to kill to be the wolf thing right you're (laughs) you're like i I just i don't want to be this lame centurion anymore i want to be the wolf thing and it just like that that feels like a it's not laziness exactly but it's like come on like you you all could have had a middle frame of animation or you could have done a smear effect or something and i checked the arcade version is not any different. This is just how these graphics are. Hmm, interesting. Um, because I, I thought I went online to see like the and and again, your your eye for visuals is is a little bit better than mine. But like, I went online to to at, and looked at the arcade version of it to say like, okay, and and to me, the arcade version decidedly looks better. Well, okay. Um, so so this is let me clarify because. I think you're getting to the heart of of something that is important. The static visuals in this game, I think, are actually pretty pleasant. And you're right that the arcade version is higher resolution. So there, there's no question about that. I'm very specifically talking about the f- number of frames of animation. So right. if you take okay, any yes. individual screenshot, yes, the arcade version is is higher res, no question. And the Genesis version still looks pretty solid. like. It's it's a little dated, right? But it, it's still overall, you're like, yeah, these, you know, they put thought into these visuals. But it feels like they, like every frame is a painting, and they didn't mm-hmm. really think about. They kind of need to be a flip book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, and that's and and again, we're 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 you know continuing to 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 dance on the heart of it, which is that you know, is that the 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 
arcade game looks, in my opinion, you know, pr- pretty decent, right? Um, the uh, the 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 Genesis port does not, in my opinion. I mean, like again, you know, the graphics are not as good. That's gonna be a problem, but that was not world ending. But I mean, even the idea of like, okay, when you are just a normal human, you punch normally, but when you're semi beefy human, you punch and you're like, you can like see the air like blasting by your punch, and that looks like garbage in my opinion in the in the genesis version where I, at first i was like what it took me a second to even figure out what it was you know i'm like what is this thing over my hand i'm like oh is that supposed to be air i think that's supposed to be air and then when you get even bigger it gets a little bit bigger i'm like okay it's it's supposed to be air but uh yeah is it just doesn't it, again the feel that definitely this game one of its core aesthetics is supposed to be visuals right it's like visuals and fantasy you know because again when you're walking by the arcade cabinet you're like this game looks awesome and i get to be the thing making all of this awesome you know uh and then when you port it onto the genesis with the genesis hardware uh the the amount of stuff that they had to cut off it uh it doesn't it just doesn't work it's like taking somebody who's like a human adonis and saying listen i can't really fit all of that into this uh into this box so i'm just going to cut off your nose and ears you know and it's like the the only thing that that, that was representative of this thing was that this person was a human adonis now maybe they were also great at science but that's not what you were selling it on right you were selling it on this person being a human adonis and when you cut off that person's nose that completely ruins the visual aesthetic so reducing the visual fidelity and uh and 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 kind of cutting corners where they where they had to cut corners it's like you have now taken away the reason to do this outside of the 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 other obvious reason uh for money you know so if the idea is that it's like well we have this arcade cabinet so let's and this is kind of what i think we're both driving to we have this arcade cabinet let's get it onto the genesis and let's make as let's make our roi as high as humanly possible and it's like port everything directly over as best you can and then move on to the next project and a lot of the visuals for me kind of have that feel you know where it's just kind of like they, they, they just kind of did a one-to-one as best they can and then they moved on with life um while i'm ranting the 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 biggest place i can see that particular problem and i'm not sure if it was a big as big a problem on the arcade cabinet this is normally when we would mention it is the hitbox is trash i i honestly don't think that's the port's fault i think the hitbox in this game is just garbage i think it was garbage in the arcade i think it was garbage on the genesis i think it was probably garbage on the pc engine cd-rom whatever the hell that that <laughs> thing was called um yeah it's, it's just it's, it's bad it's bad it's really really bad yeah. because it's there the amount of times entire sprites overlap and nothing happens and the amount of times the sprites don't interact at all and something happens is Basically, if there's an enemy on the screen, my brain is just flipping a coin and just waiting for it to come up heads. And that means I I got got right. Like, it's yep. just not because anything on the screen communicated that I got got just like I, I failed that that coin flip. Well, and and so and the, I think the main reason why that that works, it doesn't work in general. Right. But why it works better with an arcade cabinet, but not as well on an arcade port is because on an arcade cabinet, if you. And, and I'll save most of this for, for mechanics, but if you get got, it's a quarter, right? If you get got not in an arcade cabinet or in a, in a port, the price is different. But I'd like to save that for, for mechanics. That being said, is 
to me, the, the the most insulting place where the hitbox is complete and utter garbage is when you're the dragon and you're fighting the boss of that level, the eyeball monster, because they literally said, and and this is just the thing that is inexplicable to me, right? Because most game developers have to know where their game is strong and weak, right? You know, I mean, it, I mean one you, would hope. One would hope, unless you had... <laughs> Uh, I mean, maybe they were working so hard on this particular Greek work that they said, hey, you know what? I heard I, while I was researching this, I heard this story of Daedalus and Icarus seem pretty cool. Like, let's let's see how high we can fly um, with that in mind. Though, is that again, they had to know that the hitbox was not great in this game. And then they literally created a bullet hell section. Why would you do that? Why? I mean, bullet hell games have to be insanely pixely perfect crafted for you to like weave in between all the. Could you imagine Enter the Gungeon if it had the uh, hitbox problems like this has hitbox problems? I mean, that'd be hell. <laughs> like, that wouldn't be bullet hell. That would just be hell. Like, yeah, yeah. Here, here's, here's a terrible situation and none of the tools to deal with it, right? Like, it's no thanks. So now I'm picturing like, like, you know, we die, we go to hell, right? And it's and and you know, you you, you talk to them and they'll like, oh, we have a special room for you. Like opens up the room. It's like, please have a seat. And they're like, oh, okay, what's going on? It's like, oh, for the rest of eternity, you'll just simply be playing Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon. Really? Oh, I like that game. It's not too bad. With altered beast hitbox. <gasps> no! <laughs> it just cuts. There was time now. That's very Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Twilight Zone. Yeah, I, I will say this, just if, if if anybody out there is like a hardcore historian and you want to well actually me, it's possible that the hitbox would be slightly superior on the arcade hardware for two reasons. One, they literally have more pixels to work with. It's a higher resolution screen with more powerful graphics hardware. And two, this is from the era where I, I need to remind myself Every port is essentially an original game, right? When you port something from console A to console B, you don't get to reuse assets and like you got to re you're redesigning and rebuilding the entire game. You're reprogramming the entire engine. There's no like industry standard engine that you can just copy around from console to console, right? So when they move something from the arcade to the Genesis in this case, maybe, maybe they actually did flub it up. Like maybe they actually were like, Oh crap. We, you know, we, we have fewer pixels to work with and we made the hitbox X and it really probably should have been Y. Right. So it's, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it, it's not, it doesn't make the game any better, but I do think it's, it's interesting to consider like, Oh man, this was so good on, Xbox one. Should I get it on PS4? Dude, no, it's going to be the exact same game. It's literally the exact same game. But at this time in history, that's not true. It right. looks the same. It has the same game design sort of, but it's not actually the same game. It's literally a port, right? They had to re it's right. like if, if I took, you know, beauty and the beast and I copied it by hand, like George R. R. Martin style, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same book, but you know, I just, changed a few words here and there and i left out a couple chapters because i didn't have enough pages you know basically it's the same yeah yeah no uh and, and that and that very well may be may be the case but i think that and, and this is one thing kind of visually visual tangential but you know sega genesis sega was originally they made consoles like that's what they did and then they made <laughs> i love that you're 
you're addressing that to, you know, the, the younger side of our audience is like, they, they actually used to produce hardware. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like they, like, sorry, they, but like the main thing they did was they, they produced arcade cabinets. I don't know if I said that correctly, but they used to produce arcade cabinets. That's all they did was produce arcade cabinets. Right. And then eventually they, um, they were like, Hey, let's, let's get in on the home market, you know? And that's when they, decided to pick a fight with Nintendo that I think they they kind of had to know was they were fated to lose but the the act of picking the fight gave them the publicity they needed to like rack up sales you know I'd, I'd like to find some records from that era cuz I feel like anyone you talk to who is alive and like programming video games at that time it's been too long like they 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 would remember Bugs Bunny at Disney World, right? Because they're like, oh, yeah, we all knew Sega had no chance. And it's like, yeah, but did you know that in 1984? Like, right. really? Because they were both big, successful companies that seemed to be making things people wanted. Yeah, in hindsight, Sonic and Mario seems laughable that Sonic ever had a chance. But I don't know. In 1991, it I don't think it was quite as cut and dry. Like, it, I would love to see, you know, like internal company memos and stuff that are like, <laughs> or, or like their books on sales and things like it, it'd be really fascinating. But I mean, yeah, his, history bared out that they lost. Yes, very, very much so. But that being said, and, and then I'll stop directly for this section. I'll stop bragging on the fact that this is an arcade port. Um, <laughs> is it? Is it so? So because Sega predominantly made arcade cabinets, and then they switched to making their own hardware, and thus by extension porting games over to it, they I think that they just kind of started porting games wholesale again to be like, hey, we've already got the IP, we've got the game, we've got the mechanics, just bring it over. But and and one can't fault them for this, but it's very much so like making a comic book into a movie. Like prior to X two, right? That was something we did not know how to do as a culture, you know? I mean, if you look at older adaptations of comic books, like, it's, it's, a, it's a mess, you know? Um, I mean, even if you look at what many people widely regard as a good one, like the Bat- 1989 or whatever, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, right? It's like, yeah, that one was the most faithful, awesome adaptation. It's like, Batman murders people, you know? I mean, it, it's not really true to the... It's better. It's a step in the... It's a frog with legs, but it's, you know, and then... And then, you know, you've got, it, it, it led to, to Batman and Robin, you know, so what are you going to do? <laughs> but, but all that being said is that the, the, taking a, an arcade game and making it into a console game is like taking a comic book and making it into, the, into a movie, where it is very much so like you've got a lot of meaty material there, but you can't one-to-one that, you know? And that's very much so what it appears tried to happen here. And, uh, and it is exactly what would happen if you tried to do that? <laughs> is it like that? No, it is literally that. It is that. <laughs> it, it, this is not a simile or a metaphor. It is simply a statement. Um, I do. I, I agree with you that the, the arcade version looks hands down superior. I'm actually pretty okay with the, the Genesis visuals, like just straight up quality. But uh, again, I mean that the visuals, not the animations, the animations bug the hell out of me. Um, what we cannot possibly finish our discussion about visuals without explicitly mentioning is, um, isn't it weird that more naked equals more powerful? Like how did that happen? Right? Because I mean, that's only new for dudes, man. 
I mean, <laughs> when you when you first rise from your grave, you have on like a tunic with like a little belt, right? And then when you get because there's three power ups in every level. When you get the first power up, you your tunic like rips and you're like a little bit more muscular. When you get the second power up, you are huge, like like a caricature of Arnold Schwarzenegger, huge, right? But now you just kind of have on like the belt and thong, right? The whole top part is all gone. You're just a big, yeah, just in a speedo, mostly yeah, mostly naked man. Um, and then when you get the final power up and you transform into the altered beast, which that visual is actually pretty cool. The the face yeah. changing and the fire like that that's pretty cool. Um. Then you're completely naked and I, I don't want to make a huge deal out of this, but that's one of those things that like once you uh, like once you kind of understand human sexuality, like after your, your adolescence and you're an adult, it's really hard not to look at that and just be like, huh, the more clothes he took off, the stronger he became. I don't think I like that message. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Literally, I, I actually, I think that this is a good thing in the sense that it, it is a frame of reference for men to, to, to have what women deal with currently in video gaming. You know, I mean, I like got to get on like to a, onto a soapbox, but I mean, if you look at, you know, like armor in a lot of MMO games, you know, it, it, the level one armor, everybody looks kind of the same. The level 20 armor, the guy looks like a walking tank and the woman's a sex symbol, like she's wearing a bikini, which I mean... Again, in no way would I ever try to defend this, but the joke defense I always give is it's because the women are so far and beyond better at combat than men that, like, you know, it's how can they have all this exposure? Like, that's how good they are. But no, seriously, it's a problem, right? Because if you mechanically couple, because if you just had, you know, sexy armor and, and the sexy armor and the super heavily clad armor had the exact same stats, it wouldn't be an issue because then it'd just be a choice, right? But if you mechanically incentivize the 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 more powerful you are equals the more naked you are, then that is mechanically coupling sexual sexualization with you know game mechanics, which is a, which is a problem. So I actually liked that, and a, a, the, the listeners can't see my air quotes. I liked <laughs> that in the sense that you know if you have like a, a guy who's like like you know. Oh man, you know, like he did just more ripped because he doesn't put on more armor or anything. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Um, (laughs) I do uh, think the one, one thing this does is deeply root this in the 1980s, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because not only is that like the era of uh, Schwarzenegger, broadly speaking, but (laughs) that is the shoulders. <laughs> well done. But, that, but that, that is the era of uh Schwarzenegger as Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And Conan the Barbarian is very buff and very in the buff, right? So like that's something about the 1980s like we tied together fantasy male and female but a surprising amount of male nudity considering like the gender stereotypes that were in place and and like death metal like those three things in like the late 70s and then throughout the 80s just got coupled together and you have every stereotype you can think of of a big 
you know, beefy Schwarzenegger looking guy who's wearing like a fur thong from some animal he killed with his bare hands. And there's a woman in chainmail bikini like around his leg and he's holding up the sword and lightning is striking it. And you can hear like, like, you know, screaming metal guitars in the background. Like, I don't know exactly how those things became inextricably fused together, but that is not the fusion dance. Those are the Patara earrings. Like they are together forever now. Right. Yep. And and I do think that you are correct in the sense that the visuals are very eighties. In fact, uh, for better or for worse, the visuals, the audio, uh, both, uh, play well. Actually, do you have anything else for video? Because this is a good audio segue. No, do it segue. All right. So, so both the visuals and the audio are, completely from the 80s right so in the same way to your point of like you can point at this and be like oh it's the 80s in the same way that if you saw somebody with like rose colored glasses long curly hair walking on shag carpeting you'd be like yeah it's 70s i don't know to tell you (laughs) it just it simply is um but yes all those visuals are very very 80s and the audio from this and maybe the audio was better on the arcade cabinet but all the effects especially the voice lines just absolutely sound like they're from a they're they're not great i don't like them, but they sound <laughs> like they're from a video game a a movie parodying a video game right so literally tell me tell me if, if you could literally hear the guy saying welcome to your doom like that it, that whole his name is neff yeah you could hear <laughs> neff saying that but it's not it's not the thing that everyone's focusing on, right? It's just the main, the protagonist is walking by an arcade cabinet to like go speak to another character and they have to have like that audio or worse, the protagonist just finished playing a game and it was like, you lose. And then, you know, it has the flashing lights and then the scene goes on. They just needed to establish that this person was playing an arcade game. It would look and sound like this game, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is just incredibly damning right like <laughs> like i mean that you know that is that's the video game version of being like oh i didn't know you paint can i can i see something you've painted oh that must look beautiful in motels <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no this is absolutely it, when i heard the you know welcome to your doom and the rise from your grave and the like the the smoke <laughs> effect i was just kind of like this sounds like a a twice this is in a bat in a, in a not as good way, but this is the one punch man to Dragon Ball Z. It's it's <laughs> a lens through a lens, right? Like this is a video game of a video game, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's its own satire, but by yeah. accident. Um, I I do. You know the meme of uh, I think it's from Dodgeball, where he's like, you know, bold choice, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Uh, I, the fact that they kept the voice lines in at all, I actually think is pretty, it was the right thing to do. Cause it would be so corny to play altered beast in the arcade. And then it's like, now you can have it at home. And like, Whoa. you know, your mom takes you to Kmart and you buy altered beast for the Sega Genesis and you get it home and you slap it in there. And it just shows the text on screen rise from your grave. And then you get to Neff and it just shows, you know, white text on a black background. Welcome to your doom. Like that would suck. Like that would really suck. And like, yes, the audio is 
tinny and crunchy and compressed and garbage. It's so bad. It sounds, I can't believe it. It sounded good at the time, but just like the hitboxes, probably they knew like, uh, we, we don't have as many pixels. This kind of, oh God, it's like a terrible watered down version. It's the fresco Jesus of like, it's, fresco Jesus. Oh dude, Google fresco Jesus. Um, I, I really hope that's what that meme is called. And you don't get weird porn. Um, but there's a, Oh, did you find it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the restoration. Uh, yeah. 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 So this woman, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know this meme, this woman, I guess, uh, she billed herself as like a professional art restorer. And they gave her this like priceless one of a kind painting to restore. And that's what she turned in as her final project. <laughs> I mean, I assume that she did it what, passport in hand, ready to flee the country. But, uh, I, I mean, it's a painting of Jesus. You'd have to flee the planet. I'm pretty sure the Pope is allowed to go everywhere. <laughs> it's a, it, the Pope's like Batman. Like he has no. Yeah. Orders. Yeah. The, the Pope awesome. has no jurisdiction. <laughs> oh man. He's got a costume. Is the Pope Batman? Uh, that's another conversation. Sorry. <laughs> We're getting off track. That's going to be our new true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I say, I say all that to say this, which is, uh, as bad as they sound. And I agree that they sound bad. They had to sound period. Yeah. They, they had to keep the sound in and man, I'll tell you when I first booted up the game and it was just like rise from your grave. I was just like, yeah, that sounded like crap but I'm glad it was there. Like that was very nostalgic, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> it needed yeah, to be there. I, I think that it's, it's again, you know, it's, it's, it's hard determinism all the way down. It is. So that's what, that's what I'm running through right now is it's it, everything that happened, happened the only way it could or ever would happen. Right. They created an arcade cabinet that, people loved pouring money into and the Genesis existed. Therefore, it was a good profitable marketing decision to port it to the Genesis. At which point they said, we have to cut some of this stuff out. And then somebody said, you know, what are we going to do to the audio? Because the audio is going to sound like hot garbage trying to be compressed like this in order to fit onto the system as opposed to something that is dedicated to do it. And the person said, well, we got to do something because it's going to do nothing would be unthinkable so when left with was it when you've uh, eliminated all of the impossible the only option however improbable is the answer right and it's like it's like if i was the executive being tasked with making my business profitable i would have demanded a port of this game if i was the person tasked with creating the port i would have added the sound and if given the option like i would have had to have compressed it like this everybody made the only decision that they could I just, I don't know what to do with that. And it made this that I don't like, you know? Yeah, I, I do. I will say audio wise, because when you go from arcade hardware to home consoles, there are multiple parts of that chain that get downgraded, right? It's not just that they have less storage. It's that they have way less storage, but it's not just that. It's also going through an inferior sound processing piece of hardware. It's also going through whatever piece of garbage speaker was in your 12 inch television, right? Like it's the whole chain is downgraded for audio, for visuals, for CPU processing, right? Like the whole thing. And, uh, sometimes it's not that big of a deal. Other times it's altered beast, but 
uh, I do think that there are two important audio things that they actually nailed. Uh, the music is very atmospheric and kind of there's, you know, tunes, but it's more like environmental kind of setting the tone, right? Cause there's like the graveyard level and then you're like underground sort of in hell, I guess. Cause you're like heading to the underworld and there's like an icy, you know, world, which I guess is supposed to be like one of the other levels of hell when we're kind of mixing mythologies at that point. But anyway, um, that I think all actually sounds pretty nice. And I really like that when you get the third power up and you become the altered beast, that there's like hero music and it's like right because it's like again so 80s <laughs> it's just like because when you're the schlub who's fully dressed look at that asshole with clothes on like nobody cares about that dude you just got some atmospheric sounds going on but That's when you're why i always tell the police that i'm just i'm just doing an altered beast yeah yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that poor officer booking you in like, uh, <laughs> he said that he was quote, doing an altered beast end quote, which, uh, let me save you a lot of trouble. Do not Google that phrase. Mm-mm. There's no nope. way, <laughs> no way. Um, so, uh, the, the fact that the altered beast has like hero music is like, su- and it's the same hero music in every level, right? Like it's the, like the hero is here now. And I just, I really like that because one, it's like a kind of a catchy little tune, but two, it creates sort of an emotional through line. Like as the levels get darker and scarier, cause the last level looks like a post-apocalyptic hellscape. So as, as the levels get darker and scarier, once you are fully powered up, you're still the hero, right? This is not Terminator. This is Conan the Barbarian, right? This, there's no no doubt that once you are the altered beast that you will defeat Neff and return Zeus's daughter to him. And I, I like I like when music is crafted to set that kind of tone. Like, not fully powered up, scary atmosphere. Fully powered up, the altered beast. Like, that. that's just, it feels good. That's good. And, it, and that music translates well even to the less powerful hardware, nothing sounded tinny or grating or made me want to kill myself. Like that, that felt pretty, pretty good quality. Yeah, actually um, this is completely tangential, but it's, it's an audio thing that I realized recently that, that I kind of want to talk about. So I'll make it take less than three minutes, um, which is that uh, everybody I, that listened to this, I assume has seen uh, Spider-Man enter the spider verse, because if you haven't into the spider verse, what into not enter, Cool. Um, Slap it. (laughs) uh, No. Um, But (laughs) if you haven't, then stop listening to this podcast. Go go listen to it. But I was I was listening to it or watching it for the nth time because I'm very fortunate that my son loves it and asks to watch it all the time. So every time he's like, "Dada, do you want to watch Spider Man?" I'm like, "Heck yeah!" The only downside is that he's got Spider Man action figures, and so he has literally, by his own words, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and Gwanda. Because that's how she introduces herself the first time. And anyway, so that's that's a tangent off a tangent. So um, when when Miles finds out that his uncle is the Prowler, right? Because the Prowler has that awesome like ooh, theme, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's almost like the drone from Dark Knight. It's like or it's like a. Yeah. It's not. It's not really. I'm sure it's made on an instrument, but it, you wouldn't identify it as like a pleasant sound. It's like the sound that a monster about to eat you would make. Yes. No, it's, it's, it's terrifying. So when 
he literally find like you know the, the prowler pulls off his mask and and the reveal happens is it is it plays you know like that 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 amazing music and has this this kind of minor dropping of keys where it it just all sounds like terrible and hopeless and like drowning and so then miles runs out of the thing and and the uncle starts chasing him right when he actually hits the ground and starts running a uh uh a drum beat kicks in and goes and it's a much faster pace and beat because now they've switched from horrified desperation to a chase scene so it still keeps the 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 melody but it 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 pulls it into that higher energy state i mentioned all of that to say that it is very very important from a musical standpoint to be consistent like that so even if you've got the the horrifying you're in hell music it's like yes but when you are supposed to be feeling empowered as you are supposed to be in your final altered beast form the music has to be the same otherwise it would it, it wouldn't make sense i the only thing that the game could do and they'd have to be deliberate with it is if the last time you were the altered beast if the level was supposed to be so intense that you weren't supposed to be feeling powerful if they changed the music at that point but that would have to be a very specific choice one that they definitely wouldn't make at this point in history you know they would do that now with a game like undertale they wouldn't do it back then so uh the fact that they were consistent with that i think is very important uh, um I don't, I don't actually have much else for audio uh it's it's the 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 voice lines i think get all the attention for being jokey and like oh god these didn't age well um but the sound effects in general are not not super polished the i i really do think the music was like pretty thumbs up but the sound of it like the you mentioned the the little wind effect or i i always thought of it as like energy right like like oh it's so strong but it we're we're talking about the same thing um right the the sound that that makes is like an overly deep like whoosh whoosh like think of the worst dubbed kung fu movie you've ever seen from the 1970s and it's like that it's whoosh 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 like uh it it sounds as terrible as it looks yep yep that it does so uh gameplay uh you want i mean i can just get out of the way now the cycle time you want me just to no no we we quickly need to you know because this section officially controlled yeah yeah yeah, controls the mechanics uh, and and the reason that that matters is I realized while I was playing this, that uh, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. And, <laughs> and this is, I mean this completely seriously. This is a place where you could not in good conscience port this to the Nintendo, not because of the graphics, not because of the audio, but literally because of that third button. One of the things that make arcade cabinets, arcade cabinets is they can have bespoke controls and that means if you need two buttons or 10 or a thousand or a roller ball or any kind of crazy thing you can imagine, throttles, pedals, steering wheels, whatever, gun. guns, <laughs> multiple guns, many <laughs> guns. Do you remember, remember when we were playing, what, what was that game we were playing where we, we put in enough so we both had two shotguns and we were desperately trying to pump a shotgun by like rapidly <laughs> pressing it? <laughs> It was it was like a House of the Dead style. Oh god, that was awesome, man. Where we just kept like shouldering the gun and like pumping it really fast to like reload and then just just oh see that that, that was also that. very 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> Two men, four shotguns. Uh um <laughs> but I think uh one of the things that you lose when you bring a uh a jumpy punchy kicky game to a home console is in the Nintendo era, 
they had to map jumping to up, which I don't hate, but I don't love it. I would rather have a, a right hand thumb button that I jump with. I don't like smash brothers. You can jump with up or a thumb button. And I really pretty much a hundred percent of the time use a thumb button. It's just my personal preference. Uh, so the Genesis having three buttons means you have a punchy button, a kicky button and a jumpy button. And I literally kind of looked down at the controller and I was like, ha, you could not have done this on a Nintendo. That's, <laughs> that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's, on Super Nintendo. Yes. But remember when the Genesis first released, it was competing with the Nintendo. We think of it as competing with the Super Nintendo because they're both 16 bit consoles, but the Genesis came out first. Hmm. Yeah, that that's why their whole marketing campaign was we're better than Nintendo. And that's why over at the offices of Nintendo, they were like, they have no idea what's coming. (laughs) (laughs) And that I Um, mean, that again, like in the arc of history, when we look back, we're like, you know, oh, well, yeah, Sonic was competing with, you know, Super Mario World. And it's like, no, Sonic was competing with Super Mario Brothers. Like it was a whole other thing. And they put all of their chips on we're better than the Nintendo. And then Nintendo came out and said, so are we (laughs) and released the Super Nintendo and just melted faces. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically it was, um, you know, Nintendo was like Mega Man X and then, uh, and, and, and Genesis was vile and just came in and, and, and was wrecking house on, on, on X. And then all of a sudden in Vile was like, ah, ha, ha, see, I am better than you. And, and then Nintendo was like, no, we've got zero over here. And then zero just comes in, chops off the Genesis's arm and flies off into the night. Yes. Yeah, that. So I thought for sure you were going to talk about the, the stage select situation. Oh, that's coming. I just, I okay. figured there's a certain amount of time you can control yourself about cycle time. And yeah, it's, it's like you'll pop a vein or something. So I just, I mean, I'm, I no, really I've, I've do already, want to talk about that. I've already popped several. I'm sitting in a pool <laughs> with my own blood. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, cycle time. Yeah. So, uh, trash, complete trash. And actually this will dovetail into the, 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 the buttons thing. Uh, it's, it's trash all the way down, but I, okay. And, and bear with me on this because I, I did put a lot of thought into this, which is that the cycle times trash because you have a certain number of lives right you have a certain number of lives because arguably the lives are supposed to be representative of coins you know the idea is that you know there was no issues with cycle time in the arcade cabinet because the cycle time was zero as long as you had coins you know as long as you could put another coin in there you literally picked up it was a celeste level cycle time man cost you 25 cents but bam you picked up right where you left off right um and so you can't you can't arguably do that in this type of game because then you know what you end up with you end up with rampage right where when you strip out challenge right then and you just say well just play as though you had infinite coins you know that that doesn't work but this also doesn't work because you know I I can deal with and this is what I was talking to Megan about is like I can deal with if I get hit in in okay so if i'm playing the game right and i take an errant blow at the very beginning right i'm like this this run shot you know because i didn't get the silver bowl on the first pass and now i'm going to have to go through 15 more minutes of bs in order to get it there's no point in me continuing this run i'm just going to die and then try again right because ultimately if you take an errant blow 
and that costs you ultimately 25 cents or 50 cents, right? That is not as emotionally devastating as taking an errant blow and it potentially costing you five minutes, right? Those are two completely different feelings. Both of them are an out-of-game penalty for an in-game error, right? So I made a mistake in the game. I'm not punished in the game. I'm punished outside of the game, right? In this case, it's a loss of time, which is why, again, I really love Celeste because the punishment is technically an an out of game thing, but it's 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 ever so minor, right? Um, in in a lot of games, the punishment can be losing coins or losing equipment, or equipment gets damaged. These are in game penalties to an in game failure, right? Um, losing time or in an arcade cabinet, losing money is an out of game fa- uh, punishment for an in game failure. Now that being said, I cannot for the life of me think of a good equivalent quote punishment for a. A, a replacement for money, you know, because it's it's such an easy lever to pull, you know, and so arguably, I mean, because if it's like ah, I I messed up, well, it's just going to take one more quarter. I had ten quarters, nah, I got kind of cheated out of a quarter. I don't really care, you know. Um, the only thing I could think of that is even close is you know what would imagine this game where you did have infinite lives, right? But every time you died completely, uh, you had to take a drink, right? <laughs> The only thing I can think of to make truly arcade ports viable like this is to make them into drinking games. Because again, that is a minor out-of-game punishment for an in-game failure, which is the way drinking games are supposed to work, you know? Outside of that, I'm really struggling to find something that would be like an out-of-game punishment for an in-game failure that would be equivalent and, 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 and quantized smallly enough to uh, to be equivalent to a quarter or fifty cents or seventy five or what have you. Yeah, so this is the existential crisis I had with the cycle time. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I'm God. There's so <laughs> so many weird things we have to discuss with this. So <laughs> in I I need to go off on the side tangent because otherwise I'm going to forget it and it's going to kill me. But this is completely unrelated. The thing you kill to get the spirit ball that power ups you. Yes. Uh, what did you call it? A silver bowl. Mm-hmm. It's a two-headed wolf. And I apologize that I forgot to bring this up in visuals, but uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I always thought it looked kind of like a big pig, like a sow, like like a hog you would see when you take your kids to a farm when the weather is nice. Like it's... Yeah, it's a two-headed wolf. Says so right in the manual. And even though I knew that, I still can't see it. It does not look like a wolf. It looks like a big fat pig to me. Yep. Yep. Pig, cow, whatever. And I'm I'm glad you said that because I completely forgot to bring that up in visuals. Um, And I was able to just double check it in the manual, which actually brings me back on topic. Um, This game, uh, firmly in the you really need to consult the manual era of games, and uh, in a way that I don't think we have seen before, and I hope we never see again, which is this game is an arcade port in a way I have never observed outside of this situation. Um, The options menu exists and is not told to you in-game. So when you get to the title screen, we mentioned that throws you to the abilities marketing clip really fast, right? It's on title screen for literally probably less than five seconds before it's like, Hey, you could be the altered beast. Give us a quarter. Uh, 
if you have been playing the game and you die and you hold a, when you, and it tells you this in the manual, by the way, none of this is secret. This is information the player is supposed to have. When you die, you hold a and press start. It returns you to the start of the level. You lost all of your lives in with full health and another round of, I think three lives. Um, so the, the cycle time can be skirted. It's, Oh no, I think it's garbage with that. Sorry, just for the record. Oh, no, I, I agree. It's still too long, um, but it, it <laughs> because it's not as fast as dropping another quarter in, which is what it, the game mechanics are designed around. They're designed right. around the Celeste speed, right? Yes. In exchange for money, but they're designed around that speed. And then to play the sort of hobbled, well, we'll toss you back to the beginning of the level. And by the way, it's behind an insane button combination like that feels kind of gross. Uh, yeah. And it, it certainly didn't age well. What drove me to the brink of madness is that if you hold B and press start, it gives you the options menu. And in the options menu, you can change the difficulty. And I think it actually only goes up. I think it's like normal, hard, harder or hardest or something like that. Um, but you can say, I want five lives instead of three. And you can say, I want five hit points instead of three hit points or 10 instead of six or however they do it. Um, those are things that a player would want to know and that a small child would easily overlook by not reading the manual or someone in their thirties might play for like an hour or two before being like, ah, oh, I should probably go look at the manual. Wait, what? Like that's, it's not, uh, it's not a great gameplay experience. And, and this, I know we've been talking about like, it's an arcade port and beating that horse to death. But the reason you have to do this crazy button combination, I'm positive is because they didn't want to have to design and program a menu. Like this game doesn't have a menu because an arcade game doesn't have a menu. Right. And it's like, so you just took this kind of bandaid approach of like, well, we can program a response to these button inputs and I'm the reason I'm so confident that this is what they did is because the options menu is just like four lines of text against a solid colored background. Like it's so phoned in and lazy and I'm thank God it's there. It makes the game infinitely more playable to be able to choose the level you want to go to choose how many hit points you have, choose how many lives you have, right? Modulate the difficulty return to the level you just died on. Like that's, those are great additions. It makes the game much more playable and approachable and helps break it out of its arcade mold where it was just designed to suck down quarters and feel cheap. But could they really not have spent the extra $20 of programmer time to be like, can you just put the words option menu on this screen? And I hate to well actually programmers because I work with engineers in my day job, but come on. Yeah. I mean, like I, I just can't believe it. it's that hard. Um, while you were talking, I was, I was still trying to think of, a, of an out-of-game punishment for a, a, an in-game failure. And this was absolutely not available at the time, but I just want to say it in case one of our listeners can make this, which is, um, you know, create an arcade port, right? And the and just, just make it so that way it syncs up to any type of heart rate monitor you have. And <laughs> no, and, 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 and every time you die... You, it's five minutes of exercise and you can like maybe bank like up to 15, you know? So that way 
you know, like, and then after that, it says like, this game will not play again until you get your heart rate up to this, this level for this amount of time. I would actually buy some of those games just because then if it was like, yeah, I, I can play this for arguably about 10 minutes and then I got to start exercising and doing pushups, you know, like that, that could potentially work. But anyways, obviously so, that type of thing was unavailable at the time. Um, well, so, so there were <laughs> jokes when we were kids about people who hooked up like their their stationary exercise bike mm-hmm. to power and they were like the generator yeah yeah like oh the, and i mean it's not literally powering it but it's like maintaining the circuit so it's like oh if you stop pedaling or you fall under certain rpms or whatever um and i actually i knew i actually knew a guy who had done that to his son and nice so like i i have seen this thing in person and it's not that complicated electronically if you know how to do you know kind of like radio shack level electronics um but I love the idea of it actually being baked into the game design. It's like, yeah. you know, oh, you, you know, you, you got got like do whatever to like do this crazy dance to like beg the gods to, you know, return you to your earthly form. Like some some like it could be really kitschy and stupid, but I think you could make it fun. Well, yeah. And also, too, then it would be I, I don't know. I feel like the catharsis would be even better. You know, I mean, imagine imagine playing Celeste where every 10 times you died on a thing you had to do like. 10 push-ups or something like that by the time you were done climbing the mountain you'd be sitting there like oh dude you you'd have you'd have to you'd have to do mountain climbers oh yeah absolutely <laughs> you know and then the nice thing though is that literally i would love to play a game like this because uh and, and if somebody knows of a game that already exists like that, i know there's that we like the, whatever yeah there, there's there's we fit there's the switch ring ring switch fit. ring that's what i I'm mean there, there's lots of there's lots of fitnessy games, but I like the idea of this is a regular game and we've sort of baked in this AR like pseudo augmented reality physical element because I, I, I can't think of a game like that. Well, and it has to be something where it's it's not like a did you do it? Press yes to say that you did it because then otherwise I'd just be like, yeah, I, I did it fine, whatever. But if it was literally baked into where like you can't continue on because I would love to have the experience of holding the controller and saying, you know, you died, get your heart rate up to X amount for 10 minutes in order to continue. And just having already done that 10 times, right, to literally be sitting there kind of with the drying sweat and my muscles aching, thinking like, do I do I have another 50 push-ups in me? Like, I don't know if I can, I might be done playing this, either video games or this particular video game, because I just can't. I'm exhausted, you know, like that would be an amazing feeling to like really try to dig deep to get that extra 10 minutes of gameplay. That would be a fun feeling. Like, somebody break that for me, please. I think it'd be funny <laughs> to like go to, you know, like a, a gaming conference or something and you see a player who's just like this little spindly, like toothpick arm, toothpick legs. And it's like, they must be amazing at this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it, absolutely. They should do this with like a Dragon Ball game. Just saying. Uh, so anyways, um, <laughs> while we're talking about this, so this game, and it, it, it of course, is, uh, it, it's, it's Golden Axe 3 2.0 to oh, me. Oh, yay. I, I was waiting for us to get here because I have feelings. So go, let me, go, let me, no, I need to hear your feelings first because I, I want to know where the overlap is and is not. I mean, so basically kind of what I said before is something that, and, and, and we reviewed Golden Axe literally years ago now, right? So uh, um, I think it was, I think it's episode number might be a single digit. Yeah, it's in, I think it's in the first 10. 
Um, so I'd like to think that we've gotten better at this since then. But one of the things I said back then that absolutely holds with this game, which I no, no we're still yeah, we're still pretty bad. <laughs> um, that that I, I literally said not five minutes ago, which is that the cycle time is such that, and the game is so clunky that it, it, if you make a mistake, it behooves you to scrap the run. You know, and that's exactly the same thing with Golden Axe. You know, is if you screw up and you get hit three or four times in the first or second level or even the fifth level, you're like, I'm done. I will not have enough hit points to get past the boss at this point. That's exactly what happened to me in this game, which was, you know, when I was in stage two, if I didn't get the gold, the silver calf, if I didn't get the silver calf, um, you know, the, the first time it went running through the stage, because the stage loops if you don't. Like, the, the Neff shows up and then runs away, and then you gotta go play more of this awful game. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so if I missed the, uh, the, the Silver Pig, then I, I was just, like, done, and I would let myself get beaten to death, and then try again. And, and that's the exact same feel of Golden Axe. The animations feel the same. It has the same type of delay. The only thing that it doesn't do that, that Golden Axe, that it, it, it Nintendo didn't um, was uh, uh, the, the um, being in the same plane as your enemy, you know, because it just isn't that type of game. But outside of that, it's got the exact same feel. And it was it, Golden Axe was a terrible arcade port. And this is a terrible arcade port. <laughs> so literally, this is what Sega was doing. And again, if I was the, the executive charged with making money, I'd be doing the same thing. It's just sucks. So uh, I agree with everything you said. The part that I hyper-focused on is the multiple planes, right? Where you can, you know, walk further into the, the distance or come up closer to the camera and that the enemies can be on different planes. Um, and here's why I super-focused on that. In Golden Axe, in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, in the Simpsons arcade game, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and all these games, they all have that uh, kind of pseudo isometric view where you can walk a little up or a little down and it's, you know, going further to the left or further to the right on the floor as you proceed left and right on the screen and all of those games and probably every game in that style that kind of beat them up, you know, final fight style, you get to a new part of the stage, the camera stops and then enemies, you deal with them and then, it, you know, the, the finger comes up and it's like, go, go, go. And you then walk forward. This game, while I agree that the cycle time, the kind of feeling it creates, the garbage arcade portiness of it, that is all 100% overlap with Golden Axe. But I actually don't think this is a beat em up. I think what they did is they took a game like Gradius or R-Type and they said, what if you were a dude on the ground? And hear me out. The camera auto scrolls, right? Yeah. You don't you don't walk forward. The camera auto scrolls exactly like in a Gradius or an R-Type, right? Um, there are power-ups that are absolutely required. Do you have any chance of being successful, just like a Gradius or an R-Type? If you, if you get them all and you defeat the boss at the beginning of the next stage, you don't have those power-ups anymore, just like Gradius or R-Type. Um, 
Enemies can come from behind you as well as from in front of you. They'll also just wander off the screen. So if you don't destroy them, you do get to keep going, right? Just like Gradius or R-Type, which beat-em-ups don't do. In a beat-em-up, you must beat-em-up. In a, a Gradius-like or an R-Type-like, uh, you don't have... You could just ignore basically everything and just fly all the way to the boss. And this game even does that. If you get to Neff and you don't have all three power-ups, he runs away, which is weird. You'd think he would kill you when you're weaker, but whatever. He's He's got a Goku feel to him, you know? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, you know, I want you at your best. Um, if you catch him a second time, he runs away again. But uh, either the third time or the fourth time, uh, he he decides he's like got a meeting he's got to get to. And so he's just going to like kind of wrap this up and then, you know, go about his day. And he handily destroys you because you are not the altered beast, but you, you can actually get, and I did this by mistake. <laughs> you can <laughs> actually eventually get to the boss without getting all the way powered up and you can win. I didn't win, but it can be done. And I was just like, this is this, this is a, a space shooter as a naked man on the ground. Like it's, you have, you don't have full Y axis control because you're walking on the ground, but you can jump, right? You have full X axis control. The power ups, the way the screen moves, the way the enemies show up. I was like, someone literally sat down and said, What if R type, but you're like a naked Greek man? And somebody else said, Ship it. And and yep. and now we have altered beast. But I think it's it's fascinating that the really the only core difference i can think of between you looking at this and saying it's like uh golden axe or beat em up and me looking at this and saying it's like gradius or a you know a flying shooter game is the the orientation of the plane like are there multiple planes you can be in and does the player have any control over the pace that the level is scrolling and just those two little tiny differences changes the genre Agreed. And and no, I think that, so when I say it's, it, re, it reminds me of Golden Axe, it reminds me of Golden Axe because it, it basically handles the same, it has the same game feel. You yeah, know? it totally but, does. Yeah, but mechanically, I agree with you. And and no, I'm, I'm completely on board with, with that this is a Gradius. Um, that being said, is that in order to make a Gradius or an R-Type, you have to have pixel-perfect hitboxes, which this <laughs> is not. And nope. so I think that yeah, it's <laughs> if if you're correct. Now they may have just you know tripped and fell into making a, a gradius like right, you know, which is fine. Um, but if they actually deliberately decided to do that, then that's worse because it's it's like you know, hey, so we're gonna make a sandwich, right? It's like okay, cool. I know most of the people when they make a sandwich, right? You know, like they 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 do it this way. But you know, what? instead of using like normal bread, I'm gonna use like this like long bread, right? And and I'm gonna call it like a hoagie. So it's gonna be like a sandwich, right? It's like oh, that's awesome, right? So it's gonna be exactly like a sandwich, but it's gonna be on like this long thing, kind of like a submarine. It's like yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like that. It's like oh, what kind of meat are you gonna put on it? Meat, you know. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Like what's going to be in the middle of it? No, no. Like I'm just going to cut it open and then just put a bunch of mayonnaise in there and mustard. And then that's it. It's like, so no, like nothing else. And it's like, no, it's like, okay. I mean, I was on board. That sounded fun until you took away the things that made it's, it's the chaotic evil of, of the sandwich 
you yeah, know, yeah. climate chart. It's, it's, uh, it's in, a ingredient chart is a sandwich. Yeah, in, ingredient <laughs> uh, ingredient anarchy and form it's anarchy. Structure. It's, it's ingredient and structure and it's purist to anarchist. Yes. Yeah. So like ingredient purist and structure purist is like a BLT as a sandwich. And then like, I forget where it's on the mid one for ingredient purist, but middle for structure is like a wrap. And I'm like, yeah, I can get on board with that. But then, yeah, when you take it like all the way down where it was like, because that was what it is, is ingredient uh, rebel and structure purist is a pop tart as a sandwich, you know. And but then I think for like both of them, it was like pudding as a sandwich or something yeah. insane. The uh, there's a, a tea version of that that I think I might have sent you, where uh, it's like ingredient rebel and uh, structure purist is Saturn is a tea. Yes. Oh, I saw that <laughs> recently. Yeah. That's, that's a good. I was like, oh, that's clever because I don't. I don't think every random person on the street understands that the gas giants are like there literally is no rocky surface to stand on. It's like a swirling hell liquid. I was like, like, that was pretty clever. (laughs) I was talking to Megan recently where it said, uh, because we were, we were, I think watching Jeopardy and it was about uh, astronomy and, uh, and it said uh, something, 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 the polar ice caps, something, something, something can get like this cold. And she said, Neptune. And I paused him with like Neptune, and she's like, "Yeah, it's it's cold, it's blue." And I was like, "It's a gas giant." And she's like, "Yeah, but it's cold, right?" I'm like, "It's it's cold, but where, where's the polar ice caps gonna be? There's nothing. There's no solid for them to form on." And 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 all that was just kind of lost. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Ingredient rebel structure purist is a uh, ice cream between two waffles as a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Structure rebel, ingredient rebel is a pop tart. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, my, uh, do you, do you got anything else? <laughs> I do, I do want to uh, just put this last note uh, to bed, which is I have combat boo as a header, like boo as a oh. header, and uh, I think the best way to explain the problem with it. Uh, mechanically is what you've been saying about the hitbox being hot, hot garbage. Uh, And the way that I uh, kind of felt about this emotionally as a player is that the combat is too simple to be enjoyable, but it's too inconsistent to just mindlessly button mash. Like it, it threads this awful needle where you have to pay attention to it to be successful, but it's not any fun. Yep. Yeah. And and I mean, and and that's, well, that's that's the game, isn't it? Right, you got to pay attention to it. It's just not very fun. <laughs> it's tempting to just hard end the episode right there, but let's <laughs> let, let's do our due diligence. Uh, and right. I will just say this game is full nostalgia goggles required. Uh, and I I didn't hate playing this because it conjured up memories of my cousin that I haven't seen in a long time that were that were nice. Um, I was actually like really fascinated as a game design critic when I was like, Oh my God, this is like a space shooter, but a naked guy on the ground and like tearing that apart in my mind mechanically and like thinking about that. And, and like you had told me in the back channel, like, Oh God, dude, this is basically a golden axe. And I was like, Oh God, it is a lot like that nightmarish experience. (laughs) So like the experience of reviewing this game was uh, not bad. Um, but playing the game itself, full nostalgic goggles required. I can't 
recommend this even to people who have nostalgia goggles because there are better go just play our type. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, it's just, it's not, it's not good. It doesn't hold up. And because it was an arcade port, it probably felt a little cash grabby even at the time. So, uh, and I know that we're, we're like three years into this now, so we can't kind of change up our scale, but our scale has always been a little odd. Cause you know, we've said, we've said literally that, we don't want, I've said where I don't want to call this full nostalgia goggles because of the depth of awfulness, uh, you know, like, cause you know, for example, like we were just saying, oh, pop tart is a sandwich. Dude, Home alone two is a full nostalgia goggles, right? And, Home alone two is a sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Where I'm like, that, that it feels wrong for me to put this in the same category. I'm gonna, it's, it's full nostalgia goggles required, but to put this in the same category as like home alone, too you know so to me it's like mr hyde yeah right you know (laughs) so to me there's like does the game is the game enjoyable right which is the nostalgia goggles access right you know because no nostalgia goggles games very enjoyable right um but so is the game enjoyable on one axis and is the game playable on the other you know because like there are some games that are barely playable but are fun you know where it's just (laughs) It's just bananas anarchy, but you're like, ah, whatever, man. I mean, like I died 15 times. I had no idea what was going on, but I kind of had a good time. It was visually stunning or whatever, right? And then there are other games where you're like, I mean, the game's playable, but it, why would you play it? Which is where I think like this one kind of lines up where it's like the game's totally playable. It's not a Home Alone 2 where the game is not fun and unplayable. You know, the game's entirely playable, it's just, but why would you play it? It's not fun. You know, the, the, the audio is abrasive. The visuals are, man, the cycle time's terrible. And full nostalgia goggles required. Neff said. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land. Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creeping with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you lost for a while. You're gonna think back much less. 